Trump's major announcement really isn't, and Republicans surrender on spending again. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch Podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. Bottom of our third hour. I just wish that you could... I, I, this is, I've been posting some photos onto Instagram, my stories, and on our Facebook page. Because Kane is, if you didn't know what he's doing, it almost looks like he's dealing drugs. Now, it's, this is outside of what we normally talk about on the show. But it's like right before Christmas, you all are either like drunk or almost there anyway. So let's just be honest about it. We're doing something a little different. We'll go back to meeting Tatey's. All this started because I went to a speakeasy where they burned a Palo Santo stick. And I was like, hmm, that smells good. And they're like, yeah, just get some sticks and burn them. I'm like, that sounds great. So I, you can't just get the stick. You got to get the little dish that the stick goes in. And then I got a torch, which I love that you can just get that on the Internet. And I, you know, Chris is like, gosh, don't burn the damn house down. And I can burn it. But it smells good for a second, and then you got to keep burning it. So it's like a cycle of dependency. And Kane, I when I told him about it, he got excited. Like when a dad looks at his kid and realizes he could be a star quarterback, Kane had like this look of glee and joy because he thought for a second that he found a kindred spirit in burning things, not like the pyro way. And then he started telling me about all of these things that I'm pretty sure only wise men during the time of Jesus knew. And he has brought in, I'm, I'm trying, I'm just trying to describe this for you, listener, because it's not on the simulcast. If you're listening coast to coast, he brought in this Turkish looking, my mom would want this thing that burns the stuff, warms it. It's and, and it's, it warms the stuff. And then he's got the foil with his incense in it is, it looks like herbs and spices. So he's apparently also, this is different. What'd you put in there? Totally different. It just hit me. I'm not going to get high. Am I? This is not like, no, (laughs) this. So he was telling me his friend, John Lanius, who is literally like, we're trying to figure out the name for it. You know how you have sommeliers, the people who taste the wine. He's literally an expert at smelling stuff. I didn't even, I didn't even know that that existed. Well, I was saying he's a potions master, which he is. My potions are too strong for you, traveler. And I, he's, I mean, he's got all of this impressive resume. You know, he's a, you know, CEO, COO, you know, all this stuff. But he's also literally an expert in, I'm reading this, world fragrance and incense traditions. And I didn't even know that there was such a person. So he's like a perfumery. He could be a perfumery type of dude. He joins us on the phone right now. John, thank you for joining us on the program. So that's, I mean, I don't know what the word for it is, but you are like an an expert at for smelling, right? Yeah, Dana, thank you so much. By the way, I'm laughing. This is this has been an incredible like journey since Kane first told me about your Palo Santo experience. I actually told him what the word what the wood was before he even said it. And he's like, "Huh? How do you know that?" I'm like, "Have you met me?" Well, yeah, because I'm a so, potions master, of course. 
which, by the way, that's going to be my new code name. But um, in the Japanese tradition, I'm actually referred to as a komoto. And what that means is that that means a master of ceremonies. So just in the Japanese tradition alone, that's 1,300 years old. But if we look historically, the, the history of incense, the, the written history with humans is 6,000 years old. And the archaeological evidence of incense is 35,000 years old. Wow. Komoto. I feel like because I love anime so much, I should know this. <laughs> they're to- but so we're, talking, we're talking with John Lanius, who is a Komoto. Did I say that correctly? He's literally an expert. You, and when Kane's like, oh, you you're, did, he's you recognized did. by the Japanese. That's like a serious thing because they don't like people. <laughs> like they're, no, I mean, I don't mean it like that. I mean, they're very particular about like, oh, are your tastes good? Like you, not just anyone can make sushi. You have to train for 50,000 years to make it. It's just very, that's a, it is incredibly impressive. So how do you, how did you become that? Well, so when I was nine years old, I started studying two things, uh, martial arts and world incense traditions. And how this happened was that my when first you're martial arts teacher was... So, I had a so, Voltron. So my first, He's out there studying this. <laughs> my first martial arts teacher was burning what I would call now bad incense. But my mother was a hippie and my dad was a military <laughs> man. And and, 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 and and so my mother said, here's a book on world religions. And I said, why are you giving me a book on world religions? She said, because incense occurs in all of the, uh, you know, like all mm-hmm. the traditions. And so so what I started doing was just studying it and then as I got deeper into martial arts as I as I matured, uh I I found the Japanese tradition, but it's been really a wonderful joy to find the divine expressed through natural fragrances, you know, that were that come from the creation. And so since it's that time of year, you know, where we're talking about frankincense and myrrh and Christmas, yeah. you know, I thought it'd be fun if, fun to share a little bit about that. And I love this. We're talking with John Lanius, who is literally like a potions master smell expert. I mean, that's uh, literally what he is. Now, when they, because I think Kane's auditioning, trying to be the fourth wise man, if there's like a second coming or something, I don't know. And he, what is the, what did you put in that? You put, that's the. That is the frankincense. So this is what the wise man, the wise men were bringing. Frankincense and myrrh. Yes. Myrrh. I love that name. Frankincense and myrrh. It doesn't smell bad. I thought it was going to smell like a head shop, but it doesn't. No, it's very clean. It's it's nat- like he said, it's natural. So, I want John, let me ask you this. What is the what is the significance of those two? Why did, you know, out of all of the things that they could have brought in terms of incense, why was it frankincense and myrrh? Is there is there any like a deeper significance to that? Like what is what's behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So when you talk about Jesus is is his his kingship transcends all earthly rulers. So the magi recognized that that when they came to worship him, they had to bring things that would suggest that. So, for example, the frankincense represents Jesus' deity. So in the Old Testament, frankincense was traditionally burned in the temple as an offering to God. We see this in in Leviticus uh, 2.2. And then by bringing this gift, the Magi affirmed that Jesus was no ordinary man. He was both fully man and fully God. 
And so, you know, as the Bible says, for in him dwells the whole fullness of the deity bodily, and you share in this fullness. So the frankincense represents the, the godliness of, of, of Jesus. And then myrrh, uh, conversely, represents the death of Jesus. So since, since myrrh was a part of the embalming process and a part of the Jewish burial customs, we, we see Nicodemus uh, visiting with a mixture of myrrh and, and aloes weighing 100 pounds. And so you quite literally are seeing incense at the birth and the death of Jesus, and the Magi are recognizing Jesus as a man, but also as a God, and, and, and the incense, which draws the attention upwards towards the heavens, just allows people to experience the Holy Spirit and, that, and, and the, the, the way that the divine can fill your lungs and, and, and fill your body and mind. That's amazing, because Cain put in, that's the frankincense that's in there now, correct? That's so, it does smell very clean. Which is totally not what I thought that that would smell like at all whatsoever. What is the most popular thing? We're talking with John Lanius, and you can follow him uh, on Twitter at John Laun. One. Uh, what's the most popular thing? I mean, well, aside from patchouli, because that's what—that's the only thing that I think dazed and confused. I don't know. It's what everybody knows. But I mean, it's more obviously more than that because I know a lot of veterans. There are veterans friends that we have. Um, who saw some serious combat and they said that that like sometimes it'll help them relax at night and they you know they'll before they go to bed what's like one of the most popular like non-stereotypical things that that people choose yeah so it kind of depends on on really how you're raised and and where you're raised so for example since you had an experience of palo santo palo santo is a very um, popular fragrance. It has like a sweet, buttery smell, but it's it's very relaxing. It's also being over harvested, so it's just it's one of those things where you want to you know be careful in, in, in how much that, that you're burning of it. But specifically, right. sandalwood is one particular fragrance that's been burned for thousands of years. When, and when you talk about veterans and you talk about anyone who who deals with stress um, and kind of a separation sometimes from from reality because they're so stressed out. Uh, a a lot of my work in uh, in meditation and hypnosis, things like that, I'll, I will work with veterans and actually begin to get them to relax as well as executives and really accessing peak performance through fragrance. Well, this is amazing. John Lanius, uh, who is literally, he better be in his bio of all social media. I would. I'd have it on a belt buckle. Uh, potions master and literally actually like an expert in world fragrance and incense uh john it's a pleasure to talk with you thank you so much for talking to us about this today and now i so i guess kane i guess it makes a little bit more sense although i am going to maybe get you some containers just because he's like giving me like which i'm pretty sure from watching cops these are called dime bags okay so i but we're just going to get him some containers and make him look make him look legit john you're thanks so much for joining us i appreciate it merry christmas to you you too. <laughs> Thank you, care. Dana. Thank you. Yeah, he's uh, and this so this the frankincense. It actually smells really clean. What did you? What is this thing you gave me? Aloeswood. So that's aloeswood. I thought he said owls wood, like yeah. owl, like hoot hoot owl, yeah. and it's like not. aloe. Like I don't know if I can vera. smell anything else because all I smell is the frank aloe's wood. Okay, that actually does smell good. I've never. I I don't know if I'm all going to get deep into it. I it's just distinct really like my from the Palo Santo. Yeah, it is really weird. But and there's you, nothing added to it. You can use the palo. You know that little dish you use for the the palo santo. Yeah, you they can made, use, it had the, it came up on Amazon. Like, oh, you're buying, you're going to burn something. Would right. you like this little dish? You can use that dime bag full of aloe wood in that dish. 
Right there. I swear. And it's like, can you imagine way. if we were like all in a car and we got pulled over? Do you have anything in that? What are those little bags? I swear it's incense, swear. officer. You would not get away with it. You'd be on the side of the road and it would be somebody's like body cam footage. You know a historic would. tradition, officer. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I want to know how I'm supposed to do my headlines. And Kane's sitting over here. And if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, that's drugs. And it's his, it's his incense that he has, like, very methodically organized in his little foil. Are those tweezers? That's drug stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm so recording this. All right. Anyway, I just I had to share this because I didn't even scroll down in my headline section at all because I was too busy looking at this. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just like, what are you doing over here? Why is it like this? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I got a couple of things to get. I'm just I'm all out of sorts because I was just so shocked. I was watching all of this and I'm like, he's why do you have that? Why is that happening? Uh, Okay. First up. The uh, FTX executive, Ryan, is his name Salami? S-A-L-A-M-E, your name's Salami. It's actually not a bad last name. I'm not throwing shade because that's one of my favorite types of meats. So it's great. Uh, He flipped on Sam Bankman Freed. Salami Freed. I love it. Uh, Fried, though. Uh, According to filings, New York Post has the story where they say that he decided to flip after all. Uh, And now he's singing like a bird. So that's going to be interesting for the SBF guy. Uh, Kirsten Cinema did officially file her paperwork for the 2024 Senate candidacy as an independent. So we have that. Uh, also, you might be having trouble buying children's flu and cold medicine this season. And that's because P&G says plants that make NyQuil and Vicks, they're running around the clock. But uh, it's been, uh, according to data, a very busy season for respiratory viruses, including RSV. It's amazing what happens when you decide to shut down your immune system for two years by staying inside of your house. I'm just saying, just going to put that out there. Dog flu. The dog flu outbreak is now hitting shelters, and Texas is a state where it's actually uh, coming into effect. That's uh, not just humans. It's also dogs, apparently. Canine flu. The veterinarian uh, veterinary emergency group said that canine flu is one of the infectious respiratory things that we can see and that they can see in dogs. New York, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, and Pennsylvania. They said not every dog needs the vaccine. Really, now the vaccine. For- if your dog is social, they said it's something your dog should consider. Or just be a normal person and take your dog outside to play and not to a dog park all the time. Because they're not babies and toddlers. They don't need the socialization like that. Stop it. They don't. You're their pack. That's how that works. Uh, also, I feel very particular about that. Extremely cold air from Siberia is going to send the U.S. into a deep freeze days before Christmas. Huge blast of cold air. I was looking at the maps from these meteorologists, and it's pretty intense. It's coming from the northern Rockies to the southeast. It's going to stress energy grids in the run-up to the Christmas holiday. So just be aware of that. Uh, it's going to be... I This shocks me. Uh, it's from ProPublica. It's about... I don't know if I trust them. I'm going to move on. Because uh, it said that a fifth of Americans struggle to read. I just think it's all the people at ProPublica. Who struggle to read. That's what I think it is. Doctors are warned over the deadly camel flu. Is There's every type of flu. There's the dog flu, the people flu, the flu flu, the camel flu. As World Cup fans return to England, everyone's being warned about camel flu. Camel flu. The biggest spider in the world can grow up to 11 inches in length, according to this terrifying story. It's uh, Guinness World Records. 
They said the biggest spider is the Therapoza blondie. It's the Goliath bird eater. It's from Nat Geo, and it's big enough to cover a dinner plate. Oh. So my Taurus judge, that's the thing I would have to use for it. I'm basically, you know, or my KSG. <laughs> Stick with us. We got more in store. Oregon's alphabet community is worried that a new law will keep them from obtaining guns. So they're worried that a new state law, that Oregon's trans and queer gun supporters, according to the article, are worried that a new state law will prevent them from buying guns. It's Measure 114, granting county sheriffs and police chiefs discretion to determine who qualifies to purchase a firearm under new permit to purchase program. I told you guys, gun control's bigoted. Nobody wanted to believe me. No one wanted to believe me. But the Measure 114 lacks criteria clearly defining what disqualifies applicants, apparently. So it just puts it all up on, you know, and one of one person said, I just feel like if I was to go online and say, like, the police are terrorists or something, they would be like, well, you 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 seem like you wouldn't be a good fit for this community to be armed. Well, yeah, that's what happens when progressives get to say that words are violence and that you can be persecuted for your politics. I mean, I feel as though the left is having to deal with the consequences of their decisions. And you can't tell me that all these people in this community, I mean, if you told me that they voted for Republicans or for pro-gun people, I'd say no. I don't believe so. When you look at the breakdown of Oregon voters in that, especially in the... uh, uh, metropolitan areas where i think the well these people being interviewed where they live so i i hmm when they talk about biases and concerns about uh police discretion etc etc yeah so that's what the gun control folks want so revel in the consequence of your choices we warned you warned you and said look the communities that are going to be most of that are disproportionately affected by you know being targeted whether it's and not just however you want to choose for your choice of how you do it or not i mean people of faith different communities for people of faith the jewish community christians muslims everybody we had a, a series of 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 churches being targeted so this it's this is what happens when you have to go by the rules that you wanted everyone else to follow for so long. Man, alive. I mean, I don't want it to be that way, but it's like, what do you do? I mean, people in Oregon voted for this stuff. They voted for you know, these people who are on the left. They voted for these, these leaders, and these are the laws and the measures that they want to pass. Mm. Now, we have, I'm going to know a couple of things because I have a couple more things here to hit as well. I'm um, the U.S. Army. Did you guys see the story? They're investigating two military officers who posed in dog theme, dog themed B. Oh, gosh. BDSM gear while in uniform. So two officers posted photos of themselves in these dog masks. And uh, yeah, why? Why? You know, this is what happens when everything gets woke. Also, by the way. They had, uh, and apparently some of them, there's even more than just these two. And uh, on Twitter with their designations and their bio, all of this other stuff. But they said, yeah, they have the uh, their uniforms on with their pins and medals and that. And they're, oh gosh, I don't even want to read this story. It's a pup play thing. Yeah, it's about what you think it is. 
I mean, the, maybe this is why China doesn't care about running their mouths. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this is probably why they don't care. They're, I mean, I'm sure one of them called the other and was like, did you see the pup play stuff with the going on with this? Man, this is why recruitment's down. This is why recruitment's down. Golly, the wokery and this. And then there's probably, I think you get more in trouble for not having, probably not having your injection than you would for doing this, right? Also, how do you, that means like, because the one guy's standing in front of a plane. That means he's got that mask with him, just like has it. Who carries that kind of stuff, by the way? I mean, you're so like into your fetish that you just stuff it in your pocket on the way to work. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Man, these are some real humdingers today. Okay, so first up, a Florida man was found naked in an apartment of two women, was arrested, and he told police he is unsure which of the two women was his wife. Somebody going to die. Florida man behind bars. Two women. They said that they did not know him. They they found the man naked in their apartment in Gainesville, according to local ABC station WCJB. They said that Alberto Araya, 19, was recorded on security footage damaging the exit sign at uh, the standard apartments. When the women found home, he was in his birthday suit in the living room. They immediately left. When the cops showed up, They he said, oh, one of them's my wife. I don't know which. He was arrested on charges of burglary and multiple counts of property damage, according to the police report. Now, remember how I said that there's always gators in every body of water? No one listens to me. Florida man bitten in arm by gator while washing his hands in a pond. He was able to break free and call 911. He was in Sanibel. And he people on the scene of the attack, they applied a tourniquet. EMS arrived. He had serious injuries on his right arm. He was transported to the hospital for treatment. Florida Fish and Wildlife are actively attempting to capture the gator. Apparently, there have been several gator attacks nationwide this year that have killed or injured people. Uh, so that's whew, washing his hands in a pond. Wouldn't you, though? Can I just ask? I don't know how big the pond was. Wouldn't you know that it's kind of sums coming? I mean, I would because I think I'm I just would. I, if you have a gator coming to get you, I know they're quick, but. I would just feel that something's weird. And it also would be, I wouldn't be washing my hands in any kind of puddle in Florida because there's a gator in it. Just saying. God, people don't take this seriously enough. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. There's the one I wanted to get. This KFOR. Florida man was arrested after botching an in-home castration surgery. This is an... I can't say this guy's last name because he's got, a, an, again, two Y's, lots of consonants. Like, why? A uh, 74-year-old man, uh, this is in Sebring, he told a deputy that he had just performed a castration on a man and encountered a major issue. Deputies found the victim on the bed, bleeding heavily with a towel over his groin. He was flown to a nearby hospital, said to be stable. The, do I want to read this part? <laughs> they found his bits and pieces in a, in a container presumed to belong to the victim. They set his room to look up like a, to made it look like a surgical center and had medical equipment and painkillers inside. And then, of course, he recorded the procedure that on a camera. That's disgusting. Yeah. Apparently, he met the dude on dark. Oh my gosh. There are people who apparently have castration fetishes and they were on dark web and that's how it happened. He was arrested with practicing medicine, uh, charged with practicing medicine without a license, bodily injury, second degree felony. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trump's major announcement really isn't. Republicans surrender on spending, again, and the Cambridge Dictionary redefines man and woman to please the left. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch Podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.